This is FBG Jen. And FBG Kristen. And I'm FBG Margot, host and producer. You're listening to the podcast that will help you keep a lid on the junk in the trunk and inspire you to live a happy and confident life. Each episode, we chat with motivational experts and celebs and share our own candid adventures in being healthy. If you're looking for a podcast that's equal parts hilarious and enlightening, well then welcome to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. Welcome back to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. Today is a very special show because, first of all, it's just Jen and I today. Hey, Jen. What's up? And this is FBG Margo. FBG Kristen is off on vacation today, so Jen and I are just riding side saddle together. We're so excited about this episode because we are replaying our very first podcast episode with Rebecca Bex Baruki, and we love the show. We love Bex. And uh, Jen, tell them why you wanted to have Bex on for, as our first guest. Oh my gosh. It was like, yeah, it was like, who are we going to pick for first uh, guest? We wanted to kind of set the tone, I felt like, for the podcast. And we wanted, you know, this podcast to be like really real and really authentic and feature, you know, people who are making a difference in the world and doing it in their very own unique but really true ways like honest ways even if that's not the easiest way to maybe do it you know like they're still living their truth and Bex was just someone that I had met personally um I'd read her stuff I'd done her meditations I'd followed her online and just loved just kind of who she was and how she was someone who all the time told the truth even if it wasn't convenient and if it was totally messy you know she'd be like oh my gosh she she celebrates all of her successes but then she's she's also like yeah and to make that happen here's what my house looked like and here's what my toddler was doing over in the corner and you know like craziness like the the realness and I just knew that her her message is so um I feel like different it's similar to a lot of stuff that you hear from kind of like the, the motivational community, which is, you know, be yourself and take time for yourself and self-care, but she does it with a real honest twist. So I know she was going to have really good tips to share, and she, she delivered, man. She certainly did, and I, I've met her before, too, a couple of times. I can actually kind of brag a little bit because she's actually been to my apartment. Woo! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. A, I had a friend of hers stay with me for a couple of days, and she came over. So, And she's such a – when you first meet her, you, you're struck by how beautiful she is. She's, like, yeah. model beautiful. She's very tall, slim, has a gorgeous face. And then you just start talking to her, and she's just as beautiful on the inside as she is on the outside. And she's very loving and generous, but not in kind of a, a – a, you know, wimpy kind of way, like a wispy way. Like she's very strong. She's very, yeah. you know, tough on herself, you know, and she, like you said, she's very honest, like, yeah, okay, I made this happen, but look at the state of my house today. Or one of my kids is wearing her diaper on her head, but sometimes that's what happens, you know. <laughs> right. And, and so you and I were just talking. So we had this great interview and we're going to replay it for you guys. And just to let you know, it's the old way we used to record things. So you might have to get used to how it sounds just a little bit, just give it a couple of minutes and then you'll get used to it. But uh, Jen and I, you and I were just talking and you said, Beck's now, uh, deleted her Facebook account. Yeah, her personal. So she's still, I think Beck's life is still active and I think her private Facebook communities are still active. But yeah, there's a whole post and we can we can link to the post, her I quit social media and this is what happened, uh, post in the, in the comments here in the description. But yeah, she was just like, it sounds like she had a conversation with her husband that was just like, you know what, this is the, the, the climate of like my personal page and Facebook and everything, um, I think was just kind of the state of the world. Like it was just a little too overwhelming and it was causing her 
I'm kind of paraphrasing her post here, but a little bit to just check out from, you know, what was happening in real time in her own life, whether that was spending time with her husband or not being 100% present for her kids or even for herself, kind of always feeling like she had to respond to something or check something um, or always be active. So it just sounds like she's, you know, set some boundaries, which I think is an important lesson for, you know, all of us. And I, I, and it made me kind of check in with myself too. I think she uses her personal Facebook account because of who she is and kind of how she is more of a, um, basically like a celebrity, a personality that mm-hmm. a lot of that has come over into her own personal Facebook page. And that probably is, is different than like, you know, mine is, is pretty limited. I'm not on my personal Facebook page that much, but it does make you think about like, how does getting on your personal Facebook page, does it make you feel, you know, do you go engage there and then, you know, you see pictures of your friends and other stuff, you know, or is there a lot of negativity? Like when you get off, do you feel better because you checked Facebook or do you feel worse because you checked Facebook? And I think that's a really, that was kind of my takeaway from her post was to, I mean, check in with yourself and see how using social media in different sites is making you feel. Cause if it's not making you feel good, then maybe you need to filter your feed a little bit or maybe you need to use it in different ways. Um, not to say that you should check out from like what's happening in the news and stuff. Cause that's, I don't, you know, I don't think that's a, a great option, but yeah, it was just an interesting question. Yeah. And it, you know, I always, I felt like I knew her from her Facebook posts because she was uh-huh. so honest and open about her life, you know, on the farm and with her kids and stuff like that. So it's interesting. I'm, I'm interested to hear with her experiment, how she feels a few months down the road. She might be even more blissed out yeah. than normal. I mean, she's a person who's a meditation expert. Like she, yeah. her whole thing is helping people find peace and find serenity. And I guess we all know that Facebook and Twitter can be a total garbage pile. And so, you know, it was, it was smart for her that she needed to check out. And if that's what you feel like you need to do, give it a few days, check out or just get rid of it if you have to. But, you know, you do you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I I do think it's interesting because we've had a lot of podcast guests that have kind of talked about productivity and kind of managing your energy and helping you, you know, find happiness. And I think about like how much energy do I use? just checking in and like liking this or liking that or commenting or replying mm-hmm. when maybe that energy could be used better somewhere else. I, I feel the same way. You know? and I, yeah. And I've cut back on my, my, my face, my personal Facebook. I, I really don't even check it all that often. I certainly don't, don't post, you know, multiple times a day and I don't like get into arguments very often on there. I just, cause I don't find it productive, but yeah, I mean, but that's, that's me, you know, and if it works for you, that's great. If that's where, how you yep. need to get, you know, if that's your creed occur, if that's what your heart says you need to go in there and, and duke it out and really say your truth go for it if it makes you happy it makes you feel like you've done something great but if it feels like it's a negative I say you know step back from it step away from it you know yeah find another way to engage in your community and yeah yep so so I wanted to ask you because it's now one year since we've been doing this. I can't believe it. I can't believe we're still doing that. I think I'm having so much fun doing this show, but the podcast. <laughs> so Jen, what is your dream guest to have on this podcast? And first, Margo, thank you for help, like helping us actually. Thank, thank you for making this happen. This podcast <laughs> would not exist if it wasn't for you, Margo. And I know I speak on behalf of myself and Kristen when I say that you've done such a great job. So just a, a public kudos for that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be here without Margo. 
she does all the magic behind the scenes all of the magic but if we were gonna have anyone just to kind of like put it out there for the universe i would love to talk to serena williams <gasps> oh what a great choice i would love 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 on so many levels to talk to her about so many things like uh being an athlete like being the best in the world being the best in the world like everything she's had to deal with how she i mean she in press conferences and interviews just has this presence and is not afraid to speak her mind and when something is inappropriate call it out i mean yeah she's amazing and i love tennis and she just became a mom so i mean oh my gosh yeah Okay, I would totally be on board with that. Totally. But I also really like to talk to Daniel Laporte, but that's actually happening. Oh, yeah, so... I know. That's happening in a few weeks. We're going to, we got some great guests lined up, yes, by the way, you I'm... guys, for the rest of 2017. Yeah. What about you, Margo? Uh, it's going to be Tony Robbins. I've, I've been, <laughs> I, I know, well, I know some people like don't, are not sure where he's coming from or whatever. I love him. I find him, and I've, I've had his, t- I had his, my friend's husband actually had his CDs and he put the, burned them onto cassettes for me like 20 plus years ago. And I would listen to them. And he was so helpful to me it, it, during, during certain times in my life that were kind of trying. And I, I, I love him. I, he had a movie that came out last year that was all about, you know, what he does and how he motivates people. And I love his energy. I, I just think he's awesome. And I think he would be amazing for the show. And we have tried him and they've declined because everybody wants to interview Tony Robbins. <laughs> but yeah. that's not going to deter me. I no. am going to make it happen. It's Tony Robbins. You will be on this show one day. I just want you, you to talk know that. To us. Yes, you will talk, talk to, to us. And, and you will drop t- truth bombs and it will be <laughs> It'll fantastic. Be amazing. That documentary you're talking about, the one that was on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was incredible. He, I, I love him. I just, I find him so authentic. I follow him on Twitter. I, I, I even like those, those commercials he used to have. I used to watch those. They're like those, yeah. those infomercials. But like I said, I had these tapes when I first moved to New York and I was, you know, I graduated college. I didn't know what I wanted to do and get an apartment, getting a job. I was so lost and he really helped me. And he yeah. just, it was really, he was so wonderful to have in my life at that time. And like I said, there's stuff, the lessons that he taught me in those tapes that I still apply that are really yeah. helpful. And I just think he's, he's great. I mean, I'm not going to walk on fire coals or anything as I'm, that, that's a little <laughs> crazy for me, but I, I just like his truth bombs. I just love how motivating he is. So I would, I think he would be amazing on the show. I think he would love talking to us. So I'm sending that out to the universe. Okay. Okay. Serena, Tony, come to us. Come to us. Come to us. I also think it's interesting all the stuff that Tony Robbins does to kind of like get in the zone before he interacts with people to like coach them and give them advice. Like before he does his live events. I always thought that was, that part of the documentary was so interesting how he like meditates for like quite a while. And then he kind of like jumps around and gets all of his energy going. Like he has all these like rituals that help him kind of, I guess, create the energy and hold the space to do what he does. Right. It's almost like he channels, like, some sort of extra special power. That's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a superhero kind of thing. I mean, because he's he's taller than the average person. He has a bigger head, bigger smile, you know, bigger voice than most people. And he's just, like, he's so physical when he talks to people on stage. Like, he's so captivating. And that is very hard to do. It is very hard to get a couple thousand people really interested in a person talking. 
you know, for yeah. an hour. That's not easy. And he makes it look so easy. So I, I, I just, I just adore him. I'm like, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm just gushing, but I would love to have him on our show. Yep. Love it. So I say we go back to, this is our very first Fit Bottom Girl podcast. It's with Rebecca Bex Baruki and uh, Jen, let's do it. Let's do it. And I believe the quote from this interview is embrace the suck. So <laughs> remember, it's embrace the suck. It's awesome. Embrace the suck, everybody. Here we go. <laughs> Rebecca Baruki, founder of BexLife.com movement and the Bliss and Wellness movement, mother of five, one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> yoga meditation guide and author of You Have Four Minutes to Change Your Life is going to be released at Hay House this coming February 2017. Rebecca you're our first guest on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. It's such an honor. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Woo! What do I win? What do I win? Do I get a toast? <laughs> so our undying now. love and affection. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on our first podcast. We're really excited to have you here. You look blistened and amazing, as always. She has yeah. the video. I don't know if you guys could see her. She looks amazing. She looks great. Always. Always. Yeah. So I, we have um, some questions for you. So I'm going to, it's Margot. I'm going to start off with me. I'll start off my first question. You are a renowned meditation expert with thousands of followers all over the world. How did you get into meditation? How did you get into this? Oh my gosh. I hate telling this story because it makes me sound like a lunatic, but I'll tell you. <laughs> um, well, you know what? Growing up, I have, um, I grew up in a religious household. So prayer was always a big part of our daily practice. And I had a pretty freeing prayer practice. My mother said, you know, you have this direct connection to God. You can speak to him whenever you want to. You don't have to go to someone else to be a mediator. So I, I prayed every single day from the time I was very little. And during my teen years, I was having a particularly rough time of things. My childhood was pretty rocky in general. And I was in a used bookstore one day, and I came across a copy of Be Here Now by Ram Das, who I affectionately call Baba Ram Das, which means uncle, basically Ram Das. And I didn't have money to buy it, so I shoplifted it. So my, my spiritual journey started with shoplifting. And, <laughs> but I'm sure he'll be fine with it, because it put me on a spiritual path that really changed my entire life. And from that day on, I dove deep into a spiritual practice of meditation and just personal exp exploration, and I have meditated every single day since, so it's been about 23 years <laughs> of a practice, and, um, you know, through a series of kind of funny business events, given different opportunities, starting off as a fitness coach and then going on to yoga teacher training meditation became part of it. And I was given a great opportunity to have a TV show teaching meditation. And they said, do you teach? And I said, sure, which was a total lie. And I auditioned for the show and I got it. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I'm just, I'm, you know, all these terrible beginnings led to something very beautiful though. I am helping people. Thank goodness. So no more That's stealing. Awesome. That's awesome. You know, this is Jen. Hi. Um, I know you and I have met, we've had conversations, we've talked about stuff, and I follow you on social media and Snapchat and, and everything at, at Beck's Life. We've had a lot of conversations here in FBG about social media and authenticity and kind of striking that balance of being real, but also kind of be uplifting and, you know, like not being a total Debbie Downer, but not being fake. Yeah. 
I think yes. finding that balance is difficult, and I think you actually do a really great job with that and all the stuff you post. I wonder, like, what are your thoughts on that? How much do you think about that, and how how do you decide what to share and what, what not to share? Where do you find that? I hate the word balance, but where do you find that right mix? Well, there's, I mean, there's a general rule with social media, and I think just sharing in general that you you don't really share something until you've been through it. And I don't necessarily follow that rule to the letter, but I understand the spirit of it, which is like if I'm going through, you know, I went through a divorce and I was on social media at the time that I was going through that divorce. And it was really important for me to wait until I had dealt with it, till I felt at peace with it to start sharing. It didn't mean the pain was gone. It didn't mean that the struggle was over because I got to tell you, I'm still struggling with my ex some days, but it was, mm -hmm. I was at least in a place where I could share wisdom. So when the lessons started to come in, I was able to share the lessons so I could share the heartache, but it has to come with some kind of lesson or learning attached to it. And I believe as, as a human being, as human beings, we share a common purpose and I say this almost every single day to my audience. It's to love and to be loved and to learn and to teach. So if I can't have teaching associated with what I've learned or what I'm learning, then I have to be quiet about it. And that's how, that's how I strike the balance. But I got to tell you a lot of days I am a Debbie Downer and that's okay too. I laugh about it. I find humor to be really important. So, you know, I, I'm having a kind of a weird bad day today with like weird stuff that's going on in the media, but you know, I still have to find places to inject humor and laughter and levity just so I can, so people receive my message well. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think that's totally 100% like true and right on. But and it's just like even like the funny little things you do, you know, like, oh, you know, like the kids or oh, goats kids. and all the stuff. Everyone should really follow <laughs> Bex on, on Snapchat. I'm just going to say yeah. it's, it's pretty great. I mean, us too. But, but yeah, on Snapchat, <laughs> you'll see my naked children stealing my smoothies every single night. No one wears clothes in my house. The barnyard animals are everywhere. But yeah, it's it's a riot. <laughs> I'm a big summer fan my th myself. She's awesome. I think that kid is so, so adorable. <laughs> she is. She's the sweetest. <laughs> so um, this is Kristen, and Hi. I am so digging your 21-day mantra challenges. I think they're so cool. And But it made me wonder, you know, you've got all of these great ones out there, mm -hmm. but is there one that you find yourself defaulting to over and over, or do you really mix mix it up all the time. Mm -mm. I have one God loves me as is. And that's it. And it doesn't have to be God, like a religious guy a sitting up on top of a cloud with a beard. It's just that I have been created for something and I'm worthy. And more than being worthy, I was put here to do something great and extraordinary. I was, I was put here to make change. And I think that's true of every one of us. Otherwise we're not here to, to just take up space. So I am loved as is. I was created as I am for a purpose. And it allows me to be really free and unapologetic about who I am and how I feel. And I always go back to that one, especially when I'm feeling, you know, the the weight of competition and comparison and all of those things that we ladies do sometimes. <laughs> to bring oh, our gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm all right, just as I am. So this is Morgo again, and I interviewed you actually for Fit Bottom Zen, and we got so many responses to that. Everybody loves that interview with you, but when you and I were talking, I told you that my big problem is focusing on one thing at a time. I'm, I'm like a chronic multitasker, yeah. and I wanted to get your advice on better focusing on one task at a time, because I think that's something a lot of us struggle with. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Say I want to focus on writing a blog, 
And I, and I have to admit, I'm, I'm good at it, but I'm also terrible at it at the same time. What most people do is that they think they're focusing on one thing, but they're actually focusing on two things, even when it's one. So they're saying, I want to focus on writing this blog, but they're actually focusing on focusing on writing the blog, which <laughs> is what creates all this tension and pressure. So people sit down on a meditation pillow and they're like, all right, I'm not going to think of anything. I'm not going to think of anything. I'm not going to think of anything. And this pressure to not think of anything is like, what are you doing? You're self-sabotaging. This is insanity. Stop it. So the real practice is allow, allow, allow. Let that just be your mantra. I allow all distracting thoughts. I allow all the nonsense to come in, the grocery list, the bills, the fight with my husband, the kids not doing their homework. I allow it. And then I just go, all right, well, I can't do anything about it right now. It's interesting that I'm thinking about this on my meditation pillow. I'll deal with you later. And you did it a do and you go on with your practice. That's it. It's not about not thinking about anything or just thinking about one thing. It's about making your practice awareness of all the right, stuff right. that's happening. And then just say, mm -hmm. that's okay. It's cool. No big deal. That's it. Awesome. It gets better though. <laughs> it gets better. Over After 23 years, you will have a solid meditation practice. I promise. <laughs> Setting the clock right now yeah. for that. Yeah, that is the longest streak I have ever heard of, 23 years. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I thought my, like, couple of weeks was pretty good. <laughs> I'll tell you something, because people think meditation is something that it isn't. People think meditation is sitting on a pillow for 20 minutes and getting super quiet and oming or, like, looking at a candle. Meditation is just a moment of quiet contemplation to connect with yourself. So I meditate 75 times a day. I sit in my car and park it before I go into the grocery store, which I hate grocery shopping so much. My husband usually does it. And I sit there and go, I don't want to do this. So let me just take a few seconds to connect and to get my headspace right before I go in. That's a meditation. So I do it every day. I talk to myself every, like, I talk to myself like a crazy person every single day and it serves me very well. <laughs> I love that. And I think that's something that, you know, so we have so many people, you know, they're like, oh, I want to meditate, but I can't start the habit. I can't start the ritual. Do you have any other tips for, I mean, doing like you said, like it seems like you have key points that you've kind of worked into your day before you go into the grocery store, pull back in your house, like your car is kind of like a meditative space for you in some ways. I mean, how if I... I mean, I do meditate somewhat regularly, but if someone, you know, really was like, I have no idea where to start, where do they start? Well, first of all, you have to make it a non-negotiable. I mean, you have to make a decision. Everyone wants things to be easy, but this is a practice of self-love. And you have to ask yourself, how much do I actually love myself? How much do I really want to be happy? So it has to be a non-negotiable. And, you know, I mean, I'm going to get a little bit graphic. I'm sorry, ladies, but I, before I even pee in the morning, <laughs> I, I meditate. <laughs> I make it a point to say three things that I'm grateful for. I make it a point to connect with myself and ask, ask, you know, the universe, how may I serve? How may I serve today? And then I get that answer. Thank goodness. Because some, you know, with five kids, my bladder's not so strong. I get that answer <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I'm grateful for my kids, my warm bed, my house done. And then it's like, how may I serve? You're going to get on social media this morning and you're going to say something really enlightening to all your mamas out there. The moms who are really struggling. Great go to the bathroom, and then maybe I revisit a practice that's a little bit longer. But make it a non-negotiable. Say, you know, I do it before breakfast. I do it before I take a shower. Or associate it with something that you do every day. If you run the kids around and you're in the car a lot, before go back into the house, after you run some errands, take four minutes in the car 
and just connect with yourself. Take some deep breaths. I don't care if the kids are like hanging on the windshield wipers and like punching the window, which Ryan will sometimes do. It's like, no, this is mama's time. Mama has to get it right. Mama's going to do this. <laughs> so get your asses in line. I'm going to do this no matter what happens. So associate it with any other habit that you have. I mean, everyone eats every day. We Hopefully we're pooping every day. Um, you know, most people, maybe not mom, shower every day. Associate it with something that you do and then make it a point to, to carve out maybe just four minutes before or after that activity and, and connect with yourself. That's great. I'm going to pee in a whole new way. <laughs> it's going to be so inspirational. <laughs> it will be inspirational, Pete. You heard it here first. So you mentioned earlier that you, you know, today was a little bit of a rough day. And I'm wondering what, what are some of the biggest challenges you find to, um, to having that connection with yourself? Does it tend to come from outside sources like social media and news or is it coming from within or what are those, what are those biggest challenges that you face? You know, I've had this practice for a really long time, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty right with myself. I don't get, I, I don't put myself into, you know, tailspins like I used to, because I, I, you know, have suffered with a panic disorder and a social anxiety disorder for many, many years of my life. So it was a lot of me putting myself in a place. So now it, it does come from more outside places. Family members stopping by unannounced. They love to do that. Or <laughs> news, or news, you know, that's just, that could be, very overwhelming at times. And I hate using those words, but you know, sometimes I, I feel overwhelmed too. A good mantra that I use in that moment. And I learned this from my, I'm also a doula, you know, some, I'm a sometimes doula. I help women have babies. I, I learned this from my doula mentor. She said, when you're in the room with the woman and, and the way to not lose your cool is that you have to remind yourself that this is happening around me, not to me. And most times it is. It's happening around me. The chaos of family busting in or whatever problem that they're talking about, the news or whatever. And thankfully so, you know, it's, it's usually just happening around me and not to me. And when I, when I say that, it, it puts me back into a place of power. And I realize in that moment that I have a choice, you know, to choose peace over panic or to choose a kinder word. So it's not, you know, insult someone like get out of my house. You didn't call first, but it just, it, it, it allows me to see that, that I do have power in that moment and it's not out of my control. Excellent. <laughs> I'm trying for you ladies. <laughs> you are delivering. You are delivering. I have to say also, this is Margo again. When, when I interviewed you for Fit, Fit Bottoms and one thing that you told me, cause I told you I'm a very anxious person. I really go through life since I was a kid, super anxious. And you told me you are too, but that you embrace it and you kind of thank the Lord for your anxiety. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. You see it as a gift. I do see it. Well, for here's the thing. I'm I'm sitting on my back porch right now. I have a beautiful home. I have a, a job that I love that pays my bills. I'm talking to you lovely, intelligent ladies. None of this would have been possible if I didn't share my story of having anxiety and depression and like the dark stuff. So, you know, it's kind of cliche to say like all the bad things that happened to me made me stronger and they put me where I am. But truthfully, they do if you see the opportunity and beauty in the moment. You know, there's always... Just this morning, I, I wrote a, a newsletter and it was about, you know, the bliss, bliss happens too. you know, like the, the shiz happens and the bliss happens too. And so whenever something bad is happening, I don't, it's not, it's not mutually exclusive from good things. So I can be in pain and be experiencing pleasure or joy in the same moment. Like I'm suffering for, you know, what's going on in the news, but I looking at my children and seeing the beauty there. Or I have anxiety, but I also have this amazing opportunity to serve people. So there's this and that I really want everyone to embrace. And so this anxiety has been a gift. It 
I mean, in a lot of ways, it just makes me funny and loud and, and <laughs> productive and all those good things. But it, it, it also gave me um, a unique opportunity to serve people in, in a way that a lot of people don't get to. So I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it all. Excellent. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That's very it's like a love beautiful. Fest over here. I love this podcast. I know. <laughs> Just like heart emojis everywhere. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, so you said, you know, like, you know, the news, the news does suck a lot lately. So when you're faced with kind of like, you know, all of that kind of coming at you with the news, and I love what you said about your mantra that it's happening, you know, around you, but not, but not too you um are there any other tips you have for just kind of getting out of a, a funk oh getting out of a funk well or not getting into a funk like you know like oh i'm kind of can, i can feel i'm kind of slipping into a funk here like maybe i should redirect you know i don't i don't hate funks i gotta tell you I, i'm not i'm not a, a funk hater i think that they serve us well if we treat them right we say you know this is an opportunity maybe for me to get quiet for maybe not to do so much, maybe not to have the pressure of being so happy or to be positive. I think positivity for positivity's sake is really just denial. And it's okay to see that there's bad stuff that happens. It's okay to have bad days. It's okay to embrace the suck or allow the suck, as I like to say, maybe not hug it so much, but just allow it to happen. And, you know, just like, you know, you get an injury from working out and you have to take that time to rest and recover, allow your funk to be that time to rest and recover your soul or your spirit. And, and, and because what happens is we fight it. We're like, I want to get out. I want to get out. And I want to get out. And then we beat ourselves up for not being happy when we have so many things to be grateful for. And it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to let it run its course and it'll probably get over it like way faster. And then do things that you enjoy. Do things that bring you pleasure. I mean, really, I over the past couple of days, I'm not ashamed to say that I watched a season and a half of Six Feet Under, and I drank <laughs> a lot of mar- margaritas and I ate a lot of guac and chips. And it was it's it's my time, and I've learned to not be so hard on myself when I feel you know kind of crappy. Embrace and the, recover, embrace yeah. the funk. Yeah, embrace it because because you recover so much faster. It, yeah. It's it's really a tool. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, I I guess probably the next thing is I know we would love to know a little bit more about your business and what what the next big thing coming up for you is. Oh, the next big thing. Oh, my gosh. There's so many things. The biggest thing that I'm so super excited and proud about is my book that's coming out. But, uh, you know, in the publishing world, Jen, the book takes forever to come out. So I'm excited about something that's happening in February. Forever in a year. Forever in a year, man. (laughs) I'm really proud about that because that's the first time that people are going to be able to really hold my story in their hands and then also have a tool to kind of like get where I'm at, you know, this place of understanding that there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel and that you can find bliss in, in every moment, no matter who you are, or what's happened to you. So that's a big deal. My business is amazing. I love Beck's life. I have a new nutrition team that I've been working with and, and they're amazing. And I'm, what I'm really trying to do with my platform at the end of 2016 and going into 2017 is to teach people the real nutrition stuff and the real spiritual stuff that I've used to heal myself. That's what it's all about. I've gotten to this great place and these are the tools that I've used and bringing on amazing people onto the platform and just working hard. I, you know, I'm obsessed with social media, so I'm, I'm on 24 hours a day and, and I'm just connecting constantly. So it's, it's just what I love to do. Well, that is amazing. Well, I have actually, we're going to end this. We're going to ask you one question. It's going to be the, I think this is going to be the question we're going to ask everybody. Okay. So you're the first one who's going to answer it. Okay. Congratulations ahead of time. 
What was the last song that you played before you did this interview? Oh, Lord. <laughs> you have to tell it. Honestly, to be honestly. <laughs> There's no judgment here. I don't know the name of the song, but it's Rage Against the Machine. And I was, I can't sing it because it's explicit, but (laughs) (laughs) Rage Against the Machine is my go-to like angsty, you know, F authority music. And I was feeling that today. That's a good Good choice. Good for you. That is awesome. (laughs) From the meditation guide, by the way. So there you go. That is excellent. Well, thank you so much. We know how busy you are and you're giving us all this time to talk to you. And I know everyone is going to be just thrilled to bits to listen to this. So can you give them your call outs where they can reach you? Bexlife.com and Bexlife everywhere. It's just on any social media platform. If you reach out to me, I will be touched and I will reach out and touch you too. It's, it's, a, it's a mutual love thing. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Love this show? Tell us why in a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read it on the air. Also, make sure you are a subscriber. If you want to reach out to say hi or have a question about a recent episode, yay, well, feel free to email us at podcast at fitbottomgirls.com. And if this podcast jives perfectly with your brand, consider sponsoring the show. Get more info by emailing advertising at fitbottomgirls.com. Find all kinds of Fit Bottom goodness online and on social media at Fit Bottom Girls, Fit Bottom Mamas, Fit Bottom Eats, and Fit Bottom Zen. And if books and movies are your thing, check out the other podcast I co-host called Book vs. Movie, which you can find anywhere where you search for podcasts. Thanks for listening.